On this Info Pilgrims Live, we talk all things grocery business and big pharma. Yeah, it's a really weird combination of an episode, but it's going to be informative that you do not want to miss. So let's go. Welcome everyone to another episode of the Info Pilgrims Live podcast, recorded live in the beautiful Collab Studios in Venice, Florida. I am Jack May, joined as always with Diamond Dave Dolby and Benny D on the boards. How are you guys doing today? I just want to break oh, no. a certain stigma. Well, uh, for my own life, I was a hater of Crocs for a long time. I just thought they were stupid. Oh, we're just getting into this. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought they were stupid, and I didn't want to wear them. They look like plastic, like something you'd box per- non-perishable goods in. I'm wearing them right now. We just straight up both, me and Ben both looked. He is wearing Crocs. They are awesome. Wait, wait are those like off-brand Crocs too? I don't know. This lady in my church gave them to me because <laughs> they didn't fit her husband. <laughs> They're like, hand-me-down Crocs. Yeah. That's hand-me-up Crocs. Dude, I respect Foot-me-down Crocs. What what's your uh, your Size. foot speed on that? Foot speed? Yeah. I could probably get twelve miles per hour. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You don't think you lose them? Uh, no, they're actually pretty secure on there. I just have to pinch them a little with my toes. Ben, I just feel like this is too easy to make fun of them. Like, can we just move on? Just from this? get some. Yeah, get I'm some. And I'll tell you what I use them for. When oh, you don't gosh. want to tie shoes, or like you're taking the trash out and it's cold outside, and you're afraid of the little critters. So basically, he just wants to be more lazy than normal. Yeah. And <laughs> when I shower, I shower in these. If you guys have never seen what a producer does here, I just spin my finger and say, <laughs> "Let's go. Let's wrap this up." <laughs> That is what he does a lot. Okay. It's very distracting. I want to talk about something. I was listening to um, uh, Pop 2K Serious today, and they had Ja Rule. They had 50 playing. They had the game playing. Uh-oh. And I was like, what? this was the golden age of hip-hop. Like, like, why is it our generation always feels like, hey, this is the best generation for music? You look at the 70s, the 80s. Everyone says, oh, my generation was the best. But, like, I listen to hip-hop nowadays. It's just straight trash. It's like mumble rappers. And a little bit of Kanye. I've actually been... I think we're on similar brainwaves, mm-hmm. Jack, as much as Oof. you hate to admit it. Because I've been <laughs> contemplating the degradation of music as well. And I think there's like a generational blindness where we always think our music is the best. Because yeah. it reminds us of, of when we were happy, like when we were kids. Mm-hmm. We were like, oh, that was fun. Because I was listening to a Wiz Khalifa song, Black and Yellow. Oh. And the lyrics probably weren't that much better than no. the lyrics no. today. Like, it wasn't necessarily profound. But I remember listening to Black and Yellow like, yeah. No keys, push to start. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I also think like we had events in our life that were exciting for us that we listened to music during that time. And it kind of like, it like eases us like subconsciously. Do you think yeah. that's a weird well, way it, of thinking? It, it reminds us of, it like links in our brain to certain pleasant memories. And we're like, oh, I like that. And I like that song. Yeah. So it just gives value to both. It's like, what is it called? Reminiscing yeah. that whole idea. It's real. Now, do I think music today is worse objectively than music back th- like 50? I think 50 is better than... Dude, 50 is so Nima, underrated. Nima I don't get it. Current rap. And we're really not rap experts, but we no. can give our opinions. No. We have opinions. We're allowed to share them. I think 50 is better than a lot of the new rappers out here. I just think his flow is better and his music is more technically good. <laughs> well, like, <laughs> I this, don't know. This is going to make me feel really old saying this, but it's like I understand what 50 saying and I can ro- like flow with him up on it. But like yeah. today's mumble rappers is like, hey, 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 and I'm oh, like, what the heck is happening? Give this guy a record that was deal. yodeling, Jack. Yodeling? Yeah. Yodel boy. <laughs> Jack was just yodeling. Yeah. But I was just like, oh. it's, I don't know. I feel like if you can sing along with the song, it has more impact on your life. 
Yeah, probably. I yeah, mean, because yeah. I always want to see. Did you shave? Because it looks good, David. You called me out like two weeks ago. You I said did. I need to get the old straight edge. It, it, it clean. It cleaned I up. I got really a new nice. razor from Winn Dixie, and it's called. <laughs> <laughs> it's called the Mach Three, and I was like, "Why on earth do I want a razor to go with Mach Three? <laughs> what does that even mean? Like, can I get a Mach Four razor? Okay. Can I get it even faster? It cuts some arteries there. Uh, okay, it's before dangerous. we get too off topic, because th- this is on me. Uh, ben, let's talk about what, what's happening locally so lately. Well, there's been a couple things that have um, sparked some interest in the community. And um, one of those is uh, many of you may be familiar with uh, Lucky's Market. Mm-hmm. Um, so they were uh, invested by early in, in 19 by a Kroger. Mm-hmm. And uh, Kroger Grocery Stores was looking at expanding into the um, Southwest Market and, and such. So they projected Lucky's to be all all down the um, the East Coast here. What is Lucky's for our listeners who don't know? Yeah, so Lucky's is basically um, uh, similar to like a Trader Joe's or a, okay. or a Whole Foods or something to that extent. Um, very much on the like the healthier side. Um, they support like local produce and, and it's for the crunchy things. granola people of the world. Absolutely, <laughs> that is so granola. true. Um, so Lucky's actually had Kroger pull out this week. Dang. So they pulled out of their investment, um, and now Lucky's is closing all of its Florida stores except Good one Lord. in uh, Orlando and or Melbourne area. Okay. Um, so is there a reason behind why they're closing them? Yeah, they have no money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so that's a good reason. Kroger was their their investment into Florida Dang. and without Kroger's backing they're they're not able to do that. And us living in Venice, you know, they just they're building one in Venice, they're Currently, building one yeah. in Port Charlotte. Like yep. what happens to those stores now? Well, um the so what would basically happen is the development company would take take over okay uh, you know Lucky's has already paid what they'll pay um, you know for both of those developments so it's kind of left to the uh, development company at that point the one here in Venice is uh, Benderson development Oof. and um, so they're they're a big organization that's really been taken off here in the last couple of years so it, they're not gonna be hurt by it because uh, I feel like you know with having that store almost ready they can release that place in no tomorrow so hmm. um, that that'll be interesting to see what goes there. Uh, the city of Venice is fighting for a Trader Joe's. Oh gosh! But um, we'll see how that goes. You, do either of you guys know what a Wegmans is? Wegmans? Yeah, yeah. Never heard of it. Was that? It's it's based and like I, I, a lot of people here in Florida are probably going to give me flack for this, but it's a nicer Publix basically. Yeah. Like you, they actually have a bar that is just for cheeses. Like they'll yep. have like four hundred cheeses you can just choose from, and I don't know. It's it's like a better Whole Foods, a bigger Whole Foods, I should say. Mm-hmm. And the customer service there is unrivaled. I would love to see them just be like a secret buyer that just takes up all of the lucky markets and just replaces them here. Yeah. I, I'd be curious to see if there is an organization that will do that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I know when dixie did that with uh, Sweet Bay. Sweet Bay, yeah. Yeah. So um, – Back in the old Sweet Bay days. Sweet Bay, I remember that. Yep. Yep. So they were purchased by Walgreens. I mean, uh, Winn-Dixie, mm-hmm. sorry. And uh, they did close some stores, but they kept a lot of them. It's weird. Like, uh, we're talking about grocery stores, so this might be riveting, but it's, it's interesting. <laughs> it's interesting because it's, like, development, and, like, these actually bring, like, relative jobs yes. to the area that mm-hmm. need to be talked about. I mean, these are these are jobs that people can live off of. Yeah, and, and we live in a retirement community. Yes. So... Um, 
for the older people who are looking to just fill some time, mm-hmm. like you know the cashier and the gro- oh, yeah. and and those kind of positions are perfect for our area, yeah. and everybody wants them because they just want to work fifteen hours a week mm-hmm. or something, you know, and and so they just want something laid back and. For a lack of better words, and this isn't to be disrespectful, it gives them a purpose. Correct. And so, like, these jobs are very important. I think that discussing what happens with Lucky Market, I think that it's going to be quickly filled because those are actually beautiful buildings that have been completely remodeled for a a grocery store. So Mm -hmm. whoever decides to take up that mantle is going to be pretty happy, I think. Yeah. The I was reading a couple articles as well. Um, there's there's a couple people who are really upset. Naturally, Lucky's um, in not not in Venice or Port Charlotte area, yeah. um, but further north, I believe in St. Petersburg. Um, Lucky's had actually moved a family from Texas oh. to come open that store, oh. uh, and now they're not able to open. So I'm I'm sure Lucky's will take very good care of that family, you know, and do whatever they need to, mm. but. Um, yeah, it's kind of sad to see the the stores that were getting ready to open, mm-hmm. you know, and those employees that were hired and, and even moved here and those kind of things. Um, those are going to be, you know, pretty hurt. As someone who's uh, – I worked for Albertsons, and uh, that was my very first job. So I saw a uh, grocery store crumble, but Albertsons <laughs> – <laughs> I'm just are trashing you doing, Albertsons. Are you dealing okay with that? Was I'm it, 100% okay with that. It rough? But for Albertsons, I saw it crumble because it was poorly managed, mm-hmm. you know, uh, employees were stealing stuff left and right. Like that was done, and that makes sense that they closed. But for a, a place like Lucky's that thrives everywhere it's been, yeah. it makes absolutely no sense. Like why Kroger's pulling out? So I feel like there's something behind the scenes that we're not privy to. Yeah, there absolutely is. Um, it, it's not public knowledge, mm-hmm. but um, from what I've seen, is Kroger is a heavy investor in a California base grocer okay um so it looks like they're more putting their feelers on um you know the west coast rather than um they see more potential in the west than they do here yeah it's hard to say but the east coast is flooded by Publix, so um you you can't really compete with Publix. Mm -hmm. you can put another quote-unquote what a Publix would be yeah but when we don't say, hey, are you going to the grocery store? We say, hey, are you going to Publix? Yep. Like, so it's natural. So, but out in California, uh, the the large uh, grocer that they're invested in is is really thriving. Yeah, so. and, and you look in, in California, a crunchy granola store will thrive better than it would Correct. in Florida where, you know, our retirees aren't as focused on that lifestyle as they are over there. You and also it. here, you look at it, this market's kind of saturated with Whole Foods. You got Richard's Food Porium. You got yep. a bunch of little mom and pop, you know, crunchy granola places that thrive better because people want to put money into local businesses than mm-hmm. they would like a national brand like Lucky. So yeah. it's, it's an interesting development and it's, it kind of hit everyone by surprise because they're literally building them right here. Right. Oh, it, it is. It's, it's really nuts. Uh, but, um, I'd be curious, Whole Foods obviously owned by Amazon. Mm-hmm. Um, I wonder what their, uh, you know, development is and, and if they come in and do you, do you think it. that because of the whole like how Amazon now has like all these like prime day delivery, mm-hmm. same same day delivery, do you think that could have uh, affected their, their decision to pull out of Lucky's probably? I, I actually think that that might have been yeah. um, something that's key because Amazon is building a warehouse here yep. in Sarasota County. So um, that may offer they haven't said it, but it may offer prime delivery for uh, two hour on groceries and stuff like that. So um, that may take a, a huge hit you know in grocery store um revenue by the way but, we got to put david in there we got to put him in the amazon fulfillment center no, oh, we're, no, gonna, we're no. gonna have him infiltrate you know what that is 
It's a detainment center. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh my gosh. It's where they're going to microchip us. So does that flow into David's topic? Oh, well, no. I'll, t- I'll tell you what's super fascinating to me about the Lucky Supermarket, because mm. I've been driving past that plaza, which is right north of Shamrock, I think. it's no, but Nobody's going to know David. People in Venice will know. Okay. All right. And the interesting thing is there used to be a, what was it? What was the building there? Kmart. Kmart. And even before that... Well, uh, oh, it was some. It was before. Uh, yeah. before it was like an Albertsons, but it was like big K. I don't know. Anyway, yeah. a plane landed on top of the building there, <laughs> yes. and it shut it down. That whole shopping plaza has been the most unlucky shopping plaza <laughs> in the history of Venice. Like all bad yep. things have happened there, and no mm-hmm. business has survived there. Big drug for whatever reason. There too. Like it's not convenient. It's not aesthetic. People don't like pulling into that plaza nope. at all. So the fact that they were coming in there and naming it Lucky, I was like, oh, Lucky, you don't even know. This is super unlucky. <laughs> and now their whole business is going down, dude. That uh, place is cursed. There's some bad mischief afoot there. Hurricane Andrew back, I think, in the 90s or something only like that? Only hit that place. Mm. Only hit that plaza. <laughs> that was the only plaza. That is amazing. The powers of heaven do not like that area. No, there's got to be like an aerial barrier, barrier yeah, or yeah. something not good there. <laughs> I think they should... Change it into a skating rink. Get a rollerblade Listen, skating Albertsons rink. Listen, Albertsons is empty <laughs> now, and it has been empty for a thousand <laughs> years ever since Jack left. They, yeah. They look, locked the look doors. I'm pretty sure I'm the reason that place shut down. You know, the first two places I worked in my life were Albertsons and Island Cafe. Both those places are no no longer no existent. Then I went to college at Clearwater Christian College. Gone. That no longer exists. I think I'm a curse. Oh Jack gosh. now works for the law enforcement, so... And just they just protect closed. yourselves. <laughs> yeah, the yeah, law they, enforcement just—they're done. Down. <laughs> they're packing it up. But one, one quick side note: mm. uh, I just remember vividly as a child. Uh, pro- I mean, older. I was probably you know fifteen or so. Um, I remember seeing Jack at Albertsons all the time. Mm. Uh, one time it was Sunday morning. I went and got a donut and chocolate milk. And the donut was stale, mm. and the chocolate milk was rotten. Nice, <laughs> and I was like, I am never going to this store again. Real talk, uh, yeah, that's because all the employees probably drank all the good chocolate milk and put all the rotten chocolate milk on their shelf. Going to be real incredible. with you. <laughs> we used to rent movies from there. My dad would take us in to get DVDs. Albertsons had like a little DVD section. Yeah. Not good, but it was like if Blockbuster was open, <laughs> go down to Albertsons. Yep. <laughs> That's because like anything from like the 80s before was in that DVD section. They had nothing past no, the no. 80s. It was an interesting store, but, <laughs> it, but the building's still down there. But did you know they still have them in California? They're Albertsons? thriving there. Yeah. yeah. California is interesting. If that's the grocery Kroger has. Maybe. It's interesting when you bring up like the whole idea between behind the crunchy granola movement and everything cuz mm. on the west coast there is a lot more people getting into the oh let's buy local, let's buy homegrown, let's buy organic. Yeah. And you see that even in Publix there's like a section now or maybe it was Winn-Dixie. One of the no, stores. they have the organic. Yeah, yeah and you're like, you homegrown. get the kombucha from there and everything that looks like it's oh. a virus growing. But that's no, that's China, David. Okay. Oh, yeah, that's what I was going to talk about, too. Oh, dang. The corona, coronavirus. But, no, it's just interesting to see what parts of the country are more behind organic facilitating grocery stores. Not to drag on this conversation about grocery stores for yeah. too long. It's well, ben let's get finger. into the China topic. Yes. Okay. So, there is a virus that's recently outbroke, outbreaking, outbroke, 
in China. I think the official date when they first start, found the <laughs> the first victim came in. <laughs> broke out. I went through all the conjugations. Was January eighth. Oh, right. so this is uh, this is a couple weeks old, but getting for sure verified numbers on how many people are sick and how many people have died is mm. difficult with because it's cross country and obviously China and America don't see eye to eye. So who knows what information is completely accurate, but there's a virus spreading and I believe they said over a dozen people have been killed and like 400 or so have been sick. So it's spreading at a rate of concern in China. And there's, I believe two cases in America so far, one of them being in Washington state, which is a high international travel area, especially from the East. And they don't vaccinate. Who? Washington State. Probably not. No, well, it's the highest concentration of non-government. The so children, there's yeah. oh, there's so many things going on right now. Yeah. But I did not know anything about this. It's called the coronavirus. Corona, which I recently discovered, means crown in Spanish, which is too bad because it's a beer too. And I was thinking like Corona would be a nice name for a daughter. Oh, Corona, Lady Corona. But everybody would just think of the light beer. You know, I, I try not to rag on David, but he just he, gave me an opportunity. He wants to name his child after a beer. No, I want to name her after Crown. No, but no, no. the He's, beer company stole it. She's going to be made fun of. I'm not going to do life. it now. I'm saying it's okay. a tragedy. Okay. Do you really try not to rag on? I feel like you just look for opportunities. Though the thing is, you just open so many doors. <laughs> I have to kick Don't some of them in. That's the friend test. All right. failing. I will work on that. That's on me. That's continue, on Jack. Continue your Anyhow, the coronavirus is similar to the SARS virus, and there's a Middle Eastern respiratory sickness. I think it's called MERS. And we've seen some of these outbreaks in the recent 20, the past 20 years. There's been other viruses that have come out, like the Zika and Ebola. And it's kind of like this big news report that grips the whole country and everybody's like should we travel should we wear those little air masks like everybody does at the airport like what's going on and this is starting to gain that kind of panic traction which is something i feel like people would want to mitigate because panic doesn't always have a good effect on the population or some people might want to accelerate because panic sometimes makes people spend more money so if you're selling mm. antiviral stuff but the interesting thing about this virus is there were many virus labs that were working with this certain construction of, I don't know all the elements, it's very scientific, but they synthesized these viruses to try and enable a better vaccine if they ever outbreak. And this particular strand was found in bats, and they didn't know if it could go to humans. This is all allegedly from the science articles that I read. I mean, there's a conspiracy theory where it's like Bill Gates made this virus to depopulate the world. So that's one end of the spectrum. The other end of the spectrum is... The most giving billionaire would try to kill people? Oh, uh, wolves in sheep's that. clothing, Jack. Oh my gosh. Disguised. But anyway... <laughs> there's a door I just... Ignored. Yeah, there's two ends of the spectrum. There's one where it's like, this is a plot from the elites to de depopulate the world. And the other side is like, oh, well, maybe these labs are working on these diseases to try and prevent if they ever switch to the human strain they can mitigate the effects of it. But either way, the crazy thing to me is there are labs with scientists in them synthesizing viruses that have never been created. Isn't that kind of wild? And one of the articles I read, that they, they were like, we should emphasize better biosafety and biosecurity. And I was like, why should you, why are you saying, why is that in the notes of the meeting? You know, like, wash your hands next time, Dang John, it, Bill. before you leave the lab. <laughs> Bill but brought the virus out. This is not to say that this virus leaked like some Mission Impossible movie and now it's taking over China. I'm just saying, don't rule that completely out. But the idea is, because they believe it originated in a seafood market in Wuhan, I believe. I looked up the uh, name. Mm -hmm. The Chinese food market in Huayan, in the Wuhan province, I believe. It's in China. 
probably not doing the pronunciation right. But there's a seafood market there that sells live animals and dead fish and whatnot. And they also sell exotic snakes. And they believe that the snakes ate the bats. The bats had the virus. It switched over to the snakes. Somebody ate the snakes, and now it's spreading. That's like the official theory for the outbreak. Mm. And so they sanitized this seafood market where they located the initial outbreak, and now it's continuing to spread, but it's very contagious. So it's just something interesting. Me, personally, do I think it's going to get crazy? I don't know. It's already killed a dozen people, so those lives are affected permanently. Well, well- we're already kind of going down the conspiracy path on this. So, Uh-oh. like, this is – let me just bounce this idea off you guys. What do you think that, you know, this is the uh, – not the scientific community, but the antibiotic community trying to broadcast this more so that they get more publicity about, like, hey, like, we have the cure for it. Look at us. You know, you look at it, It's not a mass-scale plague yet. It's, no. it's affected less than 200 people. And granted, you know, people have died from this. That's, that is very tragic. I don't want to, you know, small play that, but I also, it's, it's all over our news for something that's that small. Why? Yeah. And you think of the massive population, there's going to be higher rates of sickness and mortality. Just yeah. if you increase the number of the total. Yeah, and I mean, it is China. China could be lying. There could be, you know, huge mass casualties because of this and it's China and they're not going to be completely clear with us. But at the same time, it's like, I don't know. I, I feel like it has to be propagated by something else. Okay. Someone's and, pushing behind and it. And this is how I feel. Cause after I read the article, I think, how does that make me feel? And then I think is the way I'm feeling is that, how they wanted me to feel Mm -hmm. you know what i mean so how i felt at the end of a few articles was don't trust food that's not processed through some kind of system really yes it's like because one of it said don't eat wild meat you don't know if there's a possibility of contamination from outside See, and that's funny because like every diet tells you don't eat processed food well and i'm not saying necessarily (laughs) like get the ravioli in the can i'm just saying it's like go to Publix, like you're saying go to a place that goes through the steps to make sure their food is don't go hunting bats and eating yeah don't don't go out on your own trust the system trust the process okay and like you said when you bring up the vaccinations and everything there's been this anti-vax movement culturally Mm -hmm. and it's fed by misinformation or whatever numbers that's a whole different discussion but this story is definitely going to encourage people to look more for vaccinations and security from the health administrations. So it's kind of like this movement of, hey, people, get under the wing. I disagree. I think it's going to scare more people from trusting big science. They're going to be like, no, I don't want to touch vaccinations. How do I know they're not ingesting me with the the poison itself? And granted, I know how silly that is because most vaccinations is ingesting the virus itself to a small dose of it. But like that's the way people think. They're just so scared of trusting the establishment that they're they're willing to just be like no i can take care of myself and i feel like people are going to be dumb and die from this just like they have from other diseases. has anybody died here in the states no there's two cases of it but nobody's died yeah. right okay so like i really that really in lies the question why do we like why are we talking about a virus that's in china yep. that's only affected a couple hundred people like i mean we don't talk about a plane that crashed that killed 200 people in China. Like, yeah. So why is it such a big thing? Cause I, that's what I'm saying. I feel like there's something propagating it saying like, Oh, you guys need to be scared of this. There's, there's cases in America now, just like it was with Zika. Uh, what was the big one in Africa? Ebola. Ebola. Like these are Ebola. things you, that really doesn't affect our, like, wow, Ben, that was beautiful. Yeah, that was, you made Ebola sound good. Cold. Yeah. 
It's very but, soulless. Uh, I, it's just, it's weird to me like that there's a focus on it when it's like, it doesn't affect you. Like, why is this on the front page of CNN and Fox News? Yeah. And I had similar reactions to some of the, I think one of the um, viruses came out when I was in ranger school, so I was kind of disconnected from the world. But I remember feeling this like, whoa, is this going to be a big deal? Is this going to be a problem? And then within a month, nobody was talking about it anymore. So it does seem, and the same thing with that recent hurricane that hit Florida and they had the spaghetti model where it, was, it could hit anywhere, oh, yeah. so nobody felt safe. Yeah. I think that the mainstream media does profit off of mass scale fear and panic because hmm. people are more likely to yeah. buy stuff or adjust their life patterns yeah big water's going after everyone <laughs> big water i mean i i think i mean ph- pharmaceuticals like all that kind of stuff yeah i mean they do have a lot of control uh you know we talked about uh a while ago the who controls the narrative and stuff like yeah. that and um it's really interesting you know when we you bring up the hurricane for instance like um f- you couldn't buy a case of water yeah. like you could not and everybody was like having 50 cases of water in their garage and i said i left because i, I said man <laughs> i said these water companies really were having a, a struggle selling water so they just say hey a hurricane's coming yeah <laughs> Boom. Boom. Yep. they're like profit, profit margins. spikes <laughs> Jeez. that's the the narrative is always an interesting to see who controls it and like I, I don't know. It's just it's it's funny looking at big big pharma and stuff. Like you always see all these things. Like I'll see on Reddit. It's like, hey, uh, small school in Iowa figures out the cure to cancer. Then you never hear anything else from them. So like, yeah. oh, they got bought out by big big cancer pharmaceuticals, and now there's the cure's gone. Like I don't know. I see like I feel like I see cancer research being done, and like, hey, they found a way to kill it in mice, and then it's gone. Like what happened to that? Here's my question. We funnel so much money. I know this is really a s- sidetrack, mm. but we funnel so much money into cancer research mm. that, I mean, it is absurd. Hey, Do I you got think question, we would have had a cure by now? Question. There, is, it, is it into research or is it into s- awareness? I feel like there's more money into awareness than there is in research, and that's the problem, I think. Because mm. you, you see it's like breast cancer awareness. It's not breast cancer research. And I'm like, what? That's the a heck? good point. What is awareness exactly? Even do? What does that mean? Because uh, like you look into it, like um, again, we're not. I don't want to bash any particular cancer awareness co- companies because you know it's good to you know bring awareness to it, but like it's it's paying for the salaries of these people, paying for the you know renting out the races and the spaces like that. But there's very little money being funneled into research. That's where the focus needs to be. So like next time you want to do a 5K for cancer research uh, awareness, be like, hey, where's that money going? What am I paying into? Yeah, I, I think that the research portion, uh, I mean, the uh, awareness portion, um, w- do we see it going back to the people who have cancer? Is that what the, like, one of the ideas? Like it goes to the victims and it kind of. Yeah, like, I mean, it, I would I much know. rather. Yeah. Uh, you know, we had talked about it. Millennials are, are very hard to um, pull money from in, yeah. in a donation aspect. Yeah. So, you know we want to know what's going on like tell tell us the story and tell us where our money's going and then we'll we'll tell you if we want to we want to invest so uh looking at that you know the cancer awareness piece it's really interesting to me that we don't see any of that money benefiting you know people with cancer like the ronald mcdonald house you know um that benefits people and I know firsthand because, my, like, my brother and sister-in-law in- had to stay there while my niece was, you know, getting surgery. So 
Like that's an organization that I see, Hey, I'm going to invest into this. And then I, you know, you see the, 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 um, benefits that it produces. So I'm, I'm really curious on the, um, like cancer awareness kind of thing. The awareness effect seems kind of like a self-fueling machine where it's like, hey, we need more people to be aware and you're better if you're aware of it. So fund these awareness. So you're like, yeah, I want to go do this for the awareness yeah. and more people will know and then it will be better and then more people will fund the awareness. It's like yeah, me being aware of breast cancer does not make breast cancer go away. No. Right. And like I'm looking at Susan uh, B. Cohen. Uh, Cohen? Is that how you say it, Coleman? The yeah. The Breast Cancer Awareness Fund. So they opened up their books because they were under fire because they pulled out their funding for Planned Parenthood. Uh-huh. In 2011, the foundation spent 15% or $63 millions of its donation on research. So where's that 80, 85%? Where's the rest of that money going into? And that's the thought process behind it. And like in 2008, only three years before that, they were putting 29% of that into research. So it's like slowly going dr- down and down. So it's like it's dripping down. And I'm like, what oh, the heck? No. The question is, is Big Pharma shutting them down on research, like funneling stop gaps, basically? Yeah, I, I honestly, and again, I'm very ignorant in this statement, and I apologize if it, it's wrong. But like we should have cancer almost eradicated at this point. Yeah. The amount of research, the money that we spend into yeah. it, there's enough smart people on this that there's – a cure somewhere. There yeah. has to be. Mm-hmm. But think of how much money that generates. There's Breast Cancer Awareness Month, and you have NFL players exactly. participating. Exactly. And that's what I'm saying. There's more money into it than there is in a cure. And that's disgusting to me. Mm-hmm. Because hmm. I think that they're, you know, I, I, I hate I hate bringing up Family Guy into this, but I thought it was kind of funny <laughs> how, like, they had a, there was a cure for cancer, and it was hidden from everyone. Like, they, it was more, they made more money by hiding it. And I was mm-hmm. like, that makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, why would they want to kill their cash cow and, and uh, oh yeah, to make someone's life better? And that's disgusting. Oh, yeah. And can me. we just jump off the edge of population control real quick? Just roll with me on oh, this. Oh boy, you've been driving around these streets, especially Forty One South, just back to back traffic, and you think, man, this would be so much nicer if like. 40% of the people were gone. And then you think, man, if I was super rich and there were people I didn't know, they were just nameless, faceless cars and they all just disappeared, I'd be happy with that. And I could so facilitate David that. David is going to put us on a list somewhere. No, I'm just saying, like, th- people have probably thought this way. No, well, look, like, there's limited resources on the world. You have I, to admit that. I keep that. bringing pop culture into this, but, like, Dwight Schrute's like, we need a new plague when he was in a, a, a group of a thousand people. And I mean, that, a lot of people think that way. Like, hey, like, I can get into a roller coaster line faster if there's less people on this earth. (laughs) (laughs) This is speed pass. You know what I'm saying? But like, that's the thought process behind it is like, we have too many people. So maybe cancer is more beneficial because it's wiping out more people. And like, as disgusting as I hate Mm. letting that leave my lips, that could be the thought process behind these people who have the money and the power behind it. Mm. You know, we were talking about awareness and those kind of things. Um, David, with, with you having ties to the military, did you, firsthand see any of the aid coming from like the nonprofit organizations i know like the big one the wounded warrior project oh those kind of things like um or even support our troops and those kind of things like is there actually aid that comes to military personnel from those funds so interesting that you brought that up ben because while i was in i believe it was the wounded warrior project wwp 
they sell a lot of t-shirts and they sell a lot of merchandise yes. and their whole idea is it's got the guy carrying the wounded soldier and it's like, Oh, support the wounded soldiers. Yeah. That organization got in big trouble because their money was not going where they said it was. Mm-hmm. And we had, we had something called the Ranger foundation and it was pretty in house where it was like all Rangers running it. And yeah. it was legitimate. They would give to families of fallen Rangers and it would help the process and help families make arrangements, travel arrangements and everything. But there was this idea that a lot of these charity organizations that were using the idea of like wounded soldiers and helping fallen comrades and stuff were not sending the money to where it should have gone. So mm. that was an active conversation. And it was always like, should you buy shirts from WWP? No, don't buy them because that's a sham organization. So do you think there's, there's the problem is there's no regulation on these organizations? No, I think the people have just found out they can use tragedy and charity to profit so and no it's too tempting true. and everybody thinks they're a good person until nobody f- would find out how bad they are and then they're like well i'll do a little of this i'll do a little of that and then you multiply that exponentially you got an organization making tons of money just using other people's pain yeah i'm doing some research just now like you look at march of dimes i think it's so ironic that only 10 percent of every dollar actually goes towards you know research and development of cures and stuff. The other 90% goes into salary of staffs. Yeah. Or like, you know, building upkeep and stuff like that. I was like, what the heck, dude? Like, this is the problem. You know, Salvation Army, surprisingly, like, I think it's like one cent actually goes to like salaries and upkeep of stuff, but everything else goes into, you know, helping people in need. And I think that these are travesties that need to be brought to light, which they probably never will besides like these little podcasts like us. The big news cycles is being paid to stifle this. Yeah. Like that's the whole purpose. I I created Info Pilgrims in my mind was like, I want these thoughts to be put into people's heads so they can start thinking for themselves and like, hey, this isn't right. Like, can I do any of this change myself? Mm -hmm. That's the whole purpose behind it. Yeah. And I think, you know, one of the steps that we can take to um, start, you know, this change and stuff is... Like if, if, if you're wanting to support the soldiers and you're wanting to support, you know, people in your community and stuff like that, find the local mom and pop nonprofits. Yes. Like Very find not, don't go to the Goodwills. Don't go to the Salvation Armies. Don't round up your change to the March of Dimes. Like <laughs> those are not charities that are do, like, you know, provi- or Salvation Army. Yes. Yes. Um, but those are not the charities that are you know, taking your money and putting it where it needs to be. They, they got enough money. I think they're okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know, find that nonprofit that is feeding the homeless. Mm. Find that, you know, a religious organization that is holding those people, um, you know, and while it's cold outside, you know, like find those people. I, find the people who take care of the single moms. Find the, you know, the people who take foster ministry. Huge things. Mm-hmm. Find those organizations and invest in those that's where we see the change i like to look at like when i want to donate money to someone i like to look at the founding of that company if most of the times if it's founded by someone who's directly affected by that say like you know um like an injured soldier he starts his own company to help other injured soldiers there's going to be a heart behind that he's going to invest and make sure that he's actually helping people that go through the same struggles he went to Mm -hmm. so always look do your own research like that's the safest thing you can do we're not 100% 100% telling you donate donate to March of Dimes and stuff. If you feel obligated and you feel called to do that, that's your calling. Feel free to do that. But also, if you want to make sure your money is being done being used correctly, do that research. I think that's the safest way to protect yourself. Yeah, it really is. Yeah, there's a lot of wolves out there. 
Yeah. People just looking to better themselves, and they'll use whatever means necessary. Nice. All right, I want to tran- uh, kind of move from this topic. It got a little heavy. <laughs> I want to talk about something that's near and dear to me and David, NBA a little bit. Oh. Zion Williamson. The He's nabba. back. He is back. What are your thoughts? I, I, I know I got a lot of flack on Twitter for posting something saying like, like uh, something like boys and girls sit down and watch this because this is the start of a legend and you guys oh, all said you guys no. are you can't coin him as a legend he's only pl- hasn't even played yet i'm putting it here zion williamson's going to be one of the greatest players not, not sustainable not top 10 not sustainable <laughs> no talk to 285 me. pounds who do you have to compare that's done that uh, who came into the league like him? there's a reason for lebron that. james no lebron james who else D- different build I'm saying Zion Williamson is a freak no. athlete, and it'd be awful to take a charge from him. And he scored 17 straight points in the fourth quarter. They still lost listen, to the Spurs. Listen, listen, he has five great years. Like what he can be a 25 and like seven rebounds, three assists guy. He's still gonna get in the Hall of Fame. He just has to have five good years. He's not super tall. He's not. But we've seen him destroy competition in college that was yeah, tall in college. Okay. Oh my goodness. That's it. I'm I just don't think I think with his body size, he's gonna have to lose weight. A lot of weight. I don't know. I think he's gonna get hurt. He's already oh. been out for so long. I would love to see him take over. Uh. I just don't see what he brings that's different from what we've seen from everybody else. What do you think he has? What is the Zion factor? He has athleticism that we've never seen before. Never. Not even LeBron. He has he has jump ability. Jumpability that, n- that no one's <laughs> ever had before. I, like I, I, I think that you know his v- court vision alone is something so underrated that nobody talks about. It is like he can pass uh, throw a, a dime anywhere on the court. He has a, a football body. I will give you that. He's 285 pounds, my height, 6'6". Six, six. We're basically the same build. Are you 6'6"? Six, six? You are nuts. I'm 6'6". Six, six. What? You want to you wanna, you wanna measure you? Yeah, we'll do it on tape. <laughs> I'll prove you wrong. Just because you're you a little shrimp. Measure Jack. You're just going to measure shrimp. myself because oh, my I need to get a anyways, sure answer. Anyways, he's he has a body that is not known to survive in the NBA, but like look at the body types. He has the exact same body type as an offensive lineman. An offensive lineman go through much more punishment than he does. And the thing is, it's not like his skills, even if his jump ability uh, diminishes, he's still got a shot. He went four for four from the three point line. I know. I didn't know he was that good at from the that's outside. What, and that's the thing is like he doesn't have to rely on his athleticism. He didn't throw down one dunk in that game and still put up twenty two points. His P, uh, per was thirty five for that game, David. That's literally the best in the league if he keeps that up. So if he's a power forward that can shoot threes and dunk, okay, Giannis. Uh, no, Giannis is long and uh, lean. That's Anthony Davis. Different. Exact same thing as Giannis. I know, but what are they going? Is he there's no comparison? That's, that's the problem. Way people, better. The, the thing he's is bigger. There's no comparison, and that he. I feel like it's disrespectful to see like diminish all his success in the in college just because it was college. He played for Duke. He was playing against UNC. He was playing against Syracuse. These guys had the top of the top talent in the in college, and he was destroying them. He was playing. It looked like he was playing with little kids. And even that game, he didn't play the full game because, you know, they wanted to ease him back into it. And, he's and he tired. still destroyed him. He was not tired. I don't know. He I'm was still – he was poking the bear. He did 17 points in the fourth quarter, David. Fourth I will quarter. say this. If he was I, tired, he wouldn't be doing that. I want to see him and Lonzo Ball challenge the Lakers. Ugh, Lonzo I would Ball. Lo- I'd love to see them create, like, a dynasty because LeBron just – I think it's more Brandon Ingram and Zion than it is. Lonzo Ball, I feel, is a flash in the pan. He's, he's an injury-prone player. Either way. I would like to see it work out for them. 
I don't think it's going to happen. But Legend. That's just my opinion. Legend. That's just my opinion. Jack is entitled to his own. I see a more Greg Odin effect. Don't do that. I know. I, it's so sad. I want to see him on. do some great dunk. I want to see him dunk it on LeBron. Just Ugh. nasty face. Can we talk about the Jalen Brown dunk real quick? I know this is, oh, this is we're going too. completely off topic, and some of you don't like sports. That wasn't that bad, no. good, big of a dunk. And like everyone's like, LeBron got destroyed, and it's like he didn't fall. He just kind of bounced off of him. And LeBron's in his thirties. Yeah. He's gonna get dunked on. It's yeah. gonna happen. Yeah. He, LeBron has already proven how good he is at the game. Yeah, like come on, like he's gonna get dunked on. Like, and I don't like the Celtics, so yeah. They're big contenders. For I, the I will go for Miami then over hey, Boston. Hey, Miami's every time. pretty good this year. Number two in the East. Look at you. All what, happy. What? Tyler Hero. No, dude. It's That's Jimmy the Butler. rookie. Dude, Jimmy, Jimmy Butler. Butler. What? You're going to put him over Dunn? Dunn was a better rookie than Tyler. Oh, it's none. Kendrick oh, Nunn. <laughs> Nobody put some respect Sorry, on the name. That's on me. I was thinking of Dunn for Chicago. Yeah. Terrible I don't know. Ball. Miami's got a They got a cool team. They're, they share the ball a lot. All right, I, th- I feel like we yeah we can't we over exercised our NBA demons a little bit, but the season's heating up. It's exciting. Oh, look at him dropping a heat word. It's in always there. good. All right, boys, do we have anything else we want to talk about? Uh, they look at each other. I mean, no, I'll save that for another day. Oh boy, yeah, yeah gun control. All right, guys, that kind of stuff. This was a fun. T- this was a fun uh, episode, and I, I enjoyed it. Jack's hair looks super good today. Too. Thanks, it's man. Very do you like the regulated. Line? There's some lines in it. You use a comb. Yes, I use a comb. Nice. <laughs> Dude, no, this is my fingers. <laughs> Gotta get me one of those combs. <laughs> all right, guys, that's all for us. Be sure to check out all our content at infopilgrims.com. We got new vlogs coming out that I feel like you guys are going to enjoy. So until next time, let's make America think again.
Francisco.